and welcome to another episode of PR360, and I'm your host, Brett Deister, and this week we have Casey Bush with us, and she is part of Global Results Communication, but she's had a lot of experience in the AI, MarTech, Big Data, LOT, or Internet of Things, security, fraud, mobile, and a few other big, important topics. But also, she's worked with CVS, Target, Walmart, Disney, and a lot of other big brand names. So welcome to the show, Casey. Hi, Brett. Thanks for having me. And thank you for being on the show. And first question I ask all my guests, are you a coffee or tea drinker? I am both. Typically in the morning, coffee, and then tea right before bed. Herbal tea. Mm. Any specific herbal tea or just normal herbal tea? No, not as specific about tea. Usually I am more specific about my coffee in the morning. I like a very dark roast. Usually iced coffee. 90% of the time, iced coffee. All right. Hey, we like what we like with our coffee. Yeah. Anyways, moving on to big data and how it's changed PR and marketing in 2020. Sure. So there's quite a few changes. Obviously, there's a lot of different data points to look at that we probably weren't considering in 2019. So there's a couple of different ways to look at it. I think internal perspective, so understanding how you can gather data and look at your own marketing performance and understand what's working and what's not. And then also from a communication standpoint and being able to use big data to tell your story. So looking at the data that your business is either capturing internally, whether it's behavioral data based on your customers, sales data, those sorts of things, or overlaying that onto other third-party data that perhaps other companies in your space are capturing to, again, help you create and craft a narrative from outbound perspective. Those are two different ways to look at it. I think there's been an influx of data from both sides. So if we start and look at the outbound side of things, I think companies are seeing a lot of value there. So they're putting resources behind capturing and making sense of the data that they do have, that they have control over. And then they're taking the time to put it against data that they can capture from other sources to be able to tell a story. So what we've started to see are a lot of proactive campaigns from companies and businesses using data to help PR professionals or the media in general understand trends and challenges that the landscape is facing. It could be consumer behavior, so on and so forth. The question that we have started to see from the media is because so many companies are taking this approach, they're getting asked how to, how to make sense of it. So what does this mean? And that's as PR people, the question that we're getting asked from reporters is, this is great. These are interesting data points, but put it into context for me so I can understand what this means as a whole. And especially during the pandemic with so many different moving parts, I think it's even more important to be able to say, well, this is what we're seeing from our own perspective as a company, but there's all these other data points and factors and variables that are changing in the environment. So we have to take that into consideration as well. So I know that there's a lot in that answer. Do you want to unpack any of those specific areas? 
Well, like specifically since 2020 has kind of been a very weird year to say the least more people have been shopping online has more data or better data been coming across because more people are just shopping online because of the fear of a virus or societal changes has it gotten better or we just still don't understand it i don't know if it's better or worse i think that there are a lot of data points that can be captured with online e-commerce shopping that the path to purchase is a lot clearer online because you leave that digital trail. Whereas if you're in store shopping, browsing, maybe you're taking an afternoon at a shopping center or mall, that experience is quite different. And you can't measure the things that lead up to the actual point of sale. So from that standpoint, sure, there is a lot that this new online e-commerce environment is giving us by way of data. That being said, there are a lot of other digital components that we might not have been as mindful of in the past. For example, people's email behavior is quite different. The time that they're shopping is different than it was six months ago. The just general amount of income, their perspective around spending is different. And so all of those things, again, can be measured via data, but they're not necessarily captured within an internal system. And so I think that adds another element of complexity to, say, look at your data set that you've been capturing for the last six months. You have to take it into consideration that those outside factors are are quite different. So correct me if I'm wrong. What I'm hearing is that it's becoming even more complex, let's say, 2019 for the big data part. Yes, I would say it's more complex. On one hand, data adds additional information at every step of the way, right? And so companies are looking at more and more data. But the complexity becomes when you have to dig through that data, make sense of it, normalize it, clean it up, understand what uh, to pay attention to and whatnot, because you can spend a lot of time and a lot of resource and a lot of money going down different pathways if you're not clear on what specifically you're trying to measure or understand. And what we're seeing is there are different internal capabilities, skill sets being developed that many of the retailers are cultivating. Understanding in the data problem is growing in nature and that's something that they're going to have to solve. And this typically hasn't in the past been necessarily a marketing responsibility. And So that adds another layer of challenge to it because marketing people in the past have been all about selling stories and selling products and more on the creative side. And it's meshing with this data-driven, analytical, scientific side of what the data brings to the equation. So I, I think a lot of companies are dealing with that. And I would say the pandemic is just adding complexity to it. So has the pandemic at least made PR pros and marketers at least try to be better at understanding big data or at least seek out help for understanding the data? Or has it just been kind of a, we're trying to pivot as quickly as we can? Yeah, absolutely. I think you don't get into PR communications because you love math or data, right? And so what you love about the profession is telling stories and the, the, the narrative and the human side of things. And for a long time, as a profession, we've been 
struggling with how do we demonstrate our value within a more marketing organization when the marketing team can point to sales numbers when sometimes communications or teams or, or PR pros can't map back to those. So it's been a struggle for a long time to immerse ourselves in data. And we've seen an evolution. We've seen some step forward there with the various tools that are on the market measure and tools and software technology just in general that can measure some of these sorts of things, whether it's share of voice or competitive analyses. But this need now to also be able to leverage data and information that we're getting from either our own internal businesses or our clients, if you're on the agency side as a PR person, making sense of that, being able to ask questions of it, and also having a mindset to be able to go out and find additional data that you can layer on top of it to put it into context. So whether that's a baseline understanding of how the numbers were performing a year ago versus today, or looking at the different data that exists that can help you understand the differences pre-pandemic to post-pandemic, I think we've gotten a lot scrappier in terms of using the different information that's out there. And part of that has to do with more companies are just putting data out into the world. And since we have access to it now, there's no reason not to leverage it. Mm -hmm. I do agree with you on the math part. I'm not a good at math at all. And that's why <laughs> PR was a better shot than <laughs> being a mathematician because I'd be like, I'm not the expert in math at all. But I would say, you know, marketing as a profession in general, probably was forced to go through this with advertising buys and more of the media buying side of things five to 10 years ago, because they were dealing with such large budgets and it was data that was made available to them so they could back up their purchasing decisions and buying choices. They kind of had to make that transition a little bit earlier than PR people. And we've just been forced over the last, I would say, five years to kind of move in that direction as well. So we're, I expect to see us get even better at that going forward. I think one thing that makes PR people poised to be successful to use data is we're good at understanding, uh, taking complicated concepts and making them understandable for other people who aren't experts in a particular topic. And so the same could be said with data as well. So if we have a data pool to look at and if we work with our counterparts, either if they're on the, the data team, if we're lucky enough to have them or a security team within an organization and ask them the questions, they can kind of help us along the journey. And then we can communicate that to the audiences that we're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. And has machine learning and AI helped with deciphering or at least getting the right data, whatever your objectives are for a PR person or marketer? Absolutely. If you're lucky enough to work for a company that has their own internal technology systems in place, AI is generally as a best practice for any company that's working through a lot of data being used. And it's being used to essentially just work through the vast amount of data that's being captured and sort through it in a way that makes it digestible. And for more sophisticated companies, particularly if they've got a big data team, machine learning can be that next layer to sort of ask questions and analyze and move users who are trying to understand what the data means through the process. 
And that could be through interfaces where you actually ask questions of the data. It could be tools that a data scientist could use to answer a human-based question. Or it could be visualization tools, so ways for you to actually log into reports and the, manipulate the way that the data is being presented to you in a way that makes sense to answer the questions that you have. And if you don't have that type of in-house data capability, and not all business models or businesses are, are made for that, there are other tools out there that exist. So if you are using a competitive analysis tool that is helping you drill into the share of voice, you can look at the different marketing campaigns that have, that you have had in play or deployed over the last year. You can look at what your competitors have been doing. You can look at the coverage that's resulted. You can look at the social media engagement. You can compare all of those things. And those systems are all backed with AI. So it's, it's only getting more sophisticated as these systems are, are more wide, widely adopted and deployed. It's just a matter of what resources you have at your at your fingertips. And some of this stuff can be can be free tools, free online tools. So it doesn't always have to be the super expensive legacy systems that a lot of big companies have access to. Mm-hmm. And for just skill sets for maybe, let's say, PR pros are kind of a couple years into it or maybe new ones. Should they really find a way to understand how to utilize big data better than not actually going through it at all? Is it better to actually build up some skills in that area? I think it's a mixture of both. It's understanding the tools that are out there at a high level, understanding what's available to you. So it's not always the case that you can walk into a new position and say, well, I want to analyze X, Y, and Z. Let's get a new tool set to help me do that. That isn't always the case. So it's understanding what tools you have at your fingertips. But I think almost even before you get to that point, it's important to understand what the end goal is. So what do you want to measure? What do you want to understand? And what's the story that you want to tell? And back out of it that way. Because if you start from anything is possible, then you can spend a lot of time and maybe not get the outcome that you want. So I think it's understanding what the goal is the tools that you have available and identifying any holes and cobbling it together that way. Mm -hmm. So it's almost being like trying to have a vision of what you want, but also niche yourself in big data. So you're not looking at everything basically. Exactly. Because I think we have so much data at our fingertips in general. Right now it's better to have two to three really compelling, meaningful points or whether it's a data point backed by specific numbers, maybe it's a a trend that you're identifying and you have some supporting data points to put it into context. But if you just start throwing numbers at people, their eyes glaze over because we're just in a world of data in general. So it's hard to understand what it even means. So it's almost like if you're going to go to your, let's say your boss or anything like that, making a compelling story about how this type of big data will help sell more things is what I'm hearing? Yes, we try and start with a story. Then we figure out how to get the data. So we're always telling stories as PR pros is what I'm hearing. Yes. Yeah. That's the fun part about data, right? Is it really does help bring meaning to a story. 
So that's what's been successful for me and my team and how we use it. So our listeners out there, if your boss or higher-ups don't really understand or glaze over eyes, tell a better story about your data. <laughs> that's right. And kind of moving to, let's say, brick-and-mortar stores, maybe small businesses that don't really have a great online site at all or even a store because there actually may be some of them actually out there. How can maybe PR pros or a one-man team use big data to maybe even craft a story about community side of actually going to a brick and mortar store because it's so weird right now to go to one but there is some positives to actually going there so is there a way to actually craft a better story about going to a store instead of always shopping online sure i think it's a matter of thinking about how we're personally engaging with things so we've had clients for example take a look at electric electric vehicle charging behavior, right? So if you have Tesla and you don't have an at-home charging station, you might go to a shopping center to do your grocery shopping. And if they happen to have a charging station there, you might spend a little bit more time. So understanding what people do while they're charging their electric vehicles, that could be one thing. It could be timing behavior. So understanding peak points of Grocery shopping, for example, maybe there's a way to put some stories out to the world about, hey, maybe elderly people shop in the morning from 7 to 8 before the stores open, and then 8 to 10 is kind of the busy time. But then there's this lull between 10 o'clock and lunchtime, and that would be an optimal point in time for you to not have to deal with crowds. So I think it's maybe looking at data in a different way than traditionally thinking about sales numbers and those sorts of things that we tend to see through e-commerce sites where it's a lot of times based on promotions or email campaigns or different types of coupons that are out there. This is just a different way of maybe helping people with other aspects of their life that aren't necessarily tied directly to the actual purchase in store. Mm-hmm. So it's basically figuring out maybe through like Google Maps and the actual like, because I know Google Maps does have like how busy your store is. Maybe looking at that through my business and figuring out great ways of getting more people to go to the traffic, if that's some of the ways of doing it. Yeah, it depends on who your audience is. If you're trying to reach a consumer, maybe it's like looking at traffic outside the store. If, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, say you are thinking about building a new store, you could look at it from the perspective of what intersections are super busy, what gets the most traffic at what points of the day. And that would help you understand if maybe that's the best location for your grocery store or your fast food restaurant or your gas station, whatever it is and so on and so forth. So it just depends on who your audience is. But I think there's a lot of environmental data and behavioral data that we can look at and leverage. It could go the same too, as you're looking at your media campaign, for example, do you want to buy radio ads? Well, maybe if you know that your store is super busy in the mornings and the evenings, maybe those are the peak times for you to be advertising. And I think the trick, especially during the pandemic, is people's behavior isn't as normalized as it was prior because we're all doing different things. We don't have the same daily commute, or we, all of us don't 
have the same daily commute or what our day-to-day looks like is slightly different. And so that is where data comes in to help companies understand how to adjust and respond marketing-wise. Mm-hmm. And do you think like the new trends of like curbside pickup could actually integrate with big data, the online store component and the physical store component together to actually try to get people to at least go to your actual store sometimes? Yeah, it would be interesting to see. And I think you have to connect all the dots, right? Because are people learning about your store through social media? And then are you giving them a seamless pathway to purchase? And then what time are they coming by the store to either they're doing curbside pickup? Are they also picking up and then hanging out in the store and making a secondary purchase? That, that right there is, I think, five da- different data points and having a way to capture all of those is complicated, but if you really understand that pathway, then you might be able to leverage it for other customers. Mm-hmm. And at least for the future, what do you think big data is going to go with PR and marketing? Is it going to be even more complex and complicated? Are we going to understand our customers more? Or are we just going to be always overloaded with way too much data? Or is AI going to finally actually be a lot better and help us actually get the right data when we actually need it? I think PR people will help bridge the gap. So the technology will keep improving. There will always be a human element that's needed. And I think we've seen that with the applications of AI that have been successful or that are being deployed right now. And so what, as PR people, we can do to add value is to understand the value of data, understand how to use and leverage the systems that are in place and get really good at telling stories around the data that comes out of these systems because that's going to be what resonates with our audiences. It's not going to be the actual data points themselves. It's packaging it up in a way that that makes sense to people. Always trying to make sense. That's what I'm hearing. Well, yeah, because I think the, the thing, the, the reality of data is it's really messy, right? It's, there's a lot of it. People don't understand metrics behind it. And there are so many different ways of measuring things that it's overwhelming. So cutting through the clutter, just making sense of it is what's going to make an impact on people. True. Just send people to Google Analytics and have them try to figure out how to use that thing. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. And... For PR pros and actually crafting better messaging, is big data going to be a, a really big part of that? I know there's some always some creative elements to it, but getting the right message out at the right time, will that be a, a big play in, with big data still into the future? I'm pretty sure a lot of them are actually doing that now, but will it be an even bigger role in the future? Sure, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that big data can help. One way that's actually not very sophisticated, but not very many people do it, is to test and measure. So you can use big data to measure different messaging campaigns and see which ones convert better. You can do different combinations of campaigns. So say you use the same messaging, but you use different channels and compare the conversion against those two different, whatever the combination of channels are. That will help you. So, yes, big data is only going to help us get better. It's the extent to which we use it and know how to use it. Mm-hmm. 
And fun question for you. If you could create any tool for PR pros to understand data better, how would you build it? Well, it would be a genie in a bottle and I rub it and the genie would come out and just ask it questions. I know that's probably way too simple and not the answer that you wanted. I think it would be something intuitive in that sense that you could just ask it questions and you don't have to worry about the math behind it. I don't think that's realistic, but you did ask me to wave a magic wand. So, so. <laughs> there you go. It could be. Exactly. Exactly. So basically an even better like Google Assistant or Alexa. Yeah, no pressure, Google or Amazon. <laughs> yes, no pressure at all. You, you guys get on that for marketers. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Casey, for joining PR 360 this week. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Brett. And thank you for listening to PR 360. As always, please subscribe to PR 360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe, have fun, and enjoy the rest of your week. See you next week. Later.